0: Hi, I'm Robert England.
1: You're watching Geekscape.
0: (laughs) And this gentleman here knows my worst movies.
1: (laughs) I love Never Too Young to Die. I love that film. But
0: hey, Geekscape and check out Hatchet.
1: Thanks, Robert. Wow, we have a treat for you guys. This is episode 48 <laughs> of Geekscape. Uh, we, is it 49? Mm. Okay, well, wh- yeah, whatever. whatever episode of Geekscape this whatever. is, uh, we're getting close to the one you've year made mark. The, you've made that many shows? Uh, we've made a ton of shows. Every week we have People a show. People watch them? And what it is, it's, it's movies, video games, and comics. And so we try and get uh, guests knowledgeable about one of those geek, uh, you know, things. and uh, we get I read to, comics. We get them to talk about movies, video games, and comics. Right now, uh, we brought you guys in to talk about your horror movies. That's so, right. Uh, introduce yourselves to my audience, Mr. Sullivan.
2: I am Tim Sullivan, and I made a movie called Driftwood, which comes out on November 13th. And Give me that. Give me that. Give me that. <laughs> I wrote a comic book called 2001 Maniacs, which is a prequel to the film I directed, 2001 Maniacs. And this is my special effects artist, Vincent Guestini. He made
1: that.
3: Yep, I did the makeup effects in Driftwood and also another film that uh, Tim produced and wrote, which is Hood of Horror.
1: Snoop Dogg's Hood that was the, of Horror. No, no, that was, I'm just so ghetto. How, how was that first initial meeting with Mr. Dog?
2: You know, I never met him. You got to ask him that.
1: Oh really? Wait, I didn't you know directed? That. You, you never? You, I met
2: him. Well, I didn't direct it. I okay, produced it. it. Well, I met him. It was so funny. I met him after the fact.
3: I thought you were the one that took the poster and did the presentation and got the movie going. That's what I thought.
2: Well, he wasn't actually there. <laughs> Are you serious? It was his wow. people. Okay. You know? Oh, he has people. At what level do you? His know? people. <laughs> his, his people. Peeps. Well, it was very funny because I, I, you know, I, like. I, you know, we're from Jersey. We're like white boys from Jersey. About how ghetto can you get? You know, all I know about hip hop is that you know I don't like it. So, <laughs> so they got me to make the hip hop movie. That makes sense. <laughs> but I guess I don't know. There was something there to you know the fact that um, I had done, produced Detroit Rock City and you know rock and shock and roll. That's you know what they yeah I'm shot, Mister Shock and Roll. But Jonathan McHugh, who worked for um, was the musical supervisor on Maniacs, worked at Jive Zomba Records, and one of his jobs was finding projects for like his roster. I think one time I took a, a most bizarre meeting with Aaron Carter. Whoa. <laughs> to make a movie. To make like have him play Hucklebilly in Maniacs. Oh, I'll never forget. And he was there with his dad and and the, the, the lady at the time his dad was boinking and like they were, it was like unbelievable it was like like I, uh, white trash the kid is sitting <laughs> the, the, Aaron you know I, I had seen pictures of him and I you know airbrushing because let me tell you the kid looked like I couldn't tell if it was zits or track marks
4: oh, oh I
2: swear to God and I walk in the room right. Yeah. And I, you know, I think, and welcome. I'm gonna,
1: you know, d- Wait, I- welcome new listeners. Cats,
2: right? Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, and this was Aaron Carter at the time. You know, I guess, you know, they would bring him on the road with Backstreet Boys to like warm up the audience warm so that up. they could keep the I'm family longer. together. a to train on the, you know, uh, they like it that way. You know, uh, <laughs> so. They're all called Backstreet Boys for a reason. But anyway, um, so they, they uh, I'm being told, first of all, this is the guy, Jonathan McHugh, who produced Crossroads, the Britney Spears movie. It's a
1: very good film. Right. right. Uh, I'm kidding. And,
2: and, 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 you know, he was trying to find, his job was to find movies roles for the people on Jive Records, right. of which Britney was one, and he had done Crossroads, and then I guess he felt he owed the world an apology. So he was trying to get a little more edgier. And, oh, Aaron Carter is Hucklebilly. You know, we have what's a uh, little... In case those of you who don't know who Hucklebilly is, Hucklebilly was actually played by Ryan Fleming um, in the film. But at one point, Aaron Carter was being considered for the role. And I went in and I, I swear to God, he's sitting in a chair and he's like got his knees pulled up and he's like wearing sweatpants. And he and he's like, it looks like he had the shakes or something. Yeah, and he's like leaning like this. And then on the other chair is his dad who looked like You know, Lou Pearlman, you know, and then his dad's girlfriend who looked like she, you know, lives on the home shopping network. And was like 20 years old, you know, with like the most gaudy jewelry and the the, the fringe, white leather fringe jacket, you know, like Like, like, like maybe. No, more like something that Bon Jovi used to wear, you know, or you a girl might wear to a Bon Jovi concert, you know, back in the day. And two boys from Jersey yeah, and go. the meeting the meetings with him but like I'd ask so Aaron do you like horror movies oh, yeah. oh he likes horror movies he, he likes horror movies like this woman had a lisp and I couldn't tell it was yet you know it was a lisp or her teeth had been knocked out by the husband so anyway you know <laughs> and I'm not talking about his fist
1: so <laughs> <laughs> hey, and, hey, for those that initiated this is the best podcast you're ever going to watch just for the uninitiated, Geekscape is the best geek podcast you're ever going to watch. It's yeah. done.
2: She kind of looked like yeah. this in a way. She just it was kind of like that, you know, and you know. But at least oh. it's bloody. It lubricates. So right. anyway,
1: um, I think I, <laughs> he, he for, those, for those counting, I think that's I, I think that's the tenth instance where on Geekscape we've talked about blood as lubrication. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, so <laughs> for those it's counting, <laughs> it's a theme. <laughs> So anyway, it was
2: like, I, I thought I was taking a meeting with Aaron Carter, but I guess that's like taking a meeting with one of Jerry's kids,
5: uh-huh. you know. Jesus. By the way, what has a wow.
2: hundred legs and can't walk? Jerry's kids, anyway. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Going to help. <laughs> you know. Oh, Mr. <laughs> Mister Lewis in France, we just think you're such a genius. In that last movie, the way you did dad, <laughs> dad, You know, it's like. <laughs> so uh... anyway, so I took this meeting with Aaron Carter and his dad and his dad's Girlfriend, and it didn't go well. I think no. You yeah, know, I man. asked him, I asked him if he had read the script, and he was like, "Huh? What read?
1: <laughs> uh, I'm a white rapper.
4: Yo, yo, yo,
2: down with the G." But, but
1: now Snoop Dogg, he probably had a lot of notes. And he, a lot, he was very good. Yeah, they
2: were written on uh, a <laughs> rolling paper. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of yeah, notes. He's always stoned. You yeah, know, I
3: loved working with the guy. I mean, it was always a trip. There's always something new going on in his trailer. He uh-huh.
2: had this posse. He was always stoned. He it was the total cliche, yeah. really was. It. So we really went from was. we went from Aaron Carter to Snoop Dogg. So the Aaron Carter thing didn't work out. So then McHugh, he still was. Try- God bless him. He's trying so hard to find some projects for you know. I think we were going to do the Sync movie once, you know. Or. But anyway, I don't know why. But so right. So well, he's, he's just, doing
3: the movie now with uh, the saw director. Now he's doing Repo. Uh, yeah, with opera. Darren Bossman.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so anyway, he comes to me. He's like, "Hey, yo, you know, you know, Snoop loves horror. Maybe we can create a, a role for Snoop." So I figured, well, you know, I know horror. He knows hip hop. It's like Donnie and Marie. I'm a little bit horror. He's a little bit hip and mm-hmm. hop. So you know, I figured, okay, I'll write that, and he can come in and you know do his write his little dialogue stuff. So we put together this really cool fake comic books snoop dogs hood of horror jacob Hare, who you introduced me to terrific artist and we went in and we we did this presentation and you know they they showed and he said he wanted to do the movie which you know
1: which
2: is w- w- snoops which yeah. got it going and it's like how the hell did all of a sudden i go from how am i writing the snoop Dogg hood of horror movie and then vincent came on as the effects but vincent Probably more than any. You probably spent more time with Snoop than anybody because yeah, you did. had to cast yes. his head. No, I did. Yeah, you had all these designs. Great and-
3: guy. I mean, but every time you go in there, it just you, you became high. I mean, the whole fucking trailer was just you know filled with smoke. I mean, I didn't mind it, you know. Uh, it was very cool, you know, being there and seeing what goes on, and you know, and him talking about his career and how much money he made and how he was, uh, you know, up and coming and what he's done and people that got killed and uh, you know how he had to carry a gun all the time. It's like Scarface,
1: The Rise and Fall. Really,
3: like gangsterhood stuff. Yeah, real interesting stuff. I mean, real, real dark stuff too.
1: You know, I, mean, he, I mean, if you want to break up, you're willing to kill people.
3: Yeah, and uh, well, he's got to watch out because he had yeah. people coming after him. Yeah. so he oh absolutely that's
2: why he's carrying was carrying a gun. was a horrible, absolutely. horrible gun. You don't right know what here. kind of right here like... in the studios. You don't know how many crazies are out there. They they came here and they tried to gun him down, and Vincent took a bullet.
3: Yeah, I did actually. Yeah, right in the head. Don't be fucked yeah, with. That's why I wear this hat. See,
2: <laughs> I see it. It <laughs> was a big bullet, just shaved off. <laughs> and, 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 and this hair movie, off.
1: Driftwood, comes out on, on
2: yes. This movie, Tuesday? Driftwood, comes out Tuesday, November thirteenth. And um, it was funny because you know I I had done 2001 Maniacs, which we kind of call a lot of our
1: audience likes it. Yeah,
2: thank you. It's 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 um, it does. They should because it kind of appeals to the lowest common denominator. That's
1: us. So
2: (laughs) hey, (laughs) we're not shy about it. I'm not shy about it. You know this this movie Maniacs is a Valentine to all those you know days I spent on 42nd Street in the grindhouses. You know, telling my mom I was at the museum. You know, and uh, it' and so the first one was definitely a homage to exploitation grindhouse films, and then you know the Hood of Horror was sort of my black exploitation homage. But you know, I'm actually, despite all this humor and laughter that we've been ba- banding back and forth, I'm a very melancholy, tragic, serious type of guy. Really, when I'm not laughing through the tears. So Here comes
3: the horse shit,
2: guys. I decided, I decided that you know. After Maniacs, my second directorial effort should be a little bit different. You know, mm-hmm. Kiss can do shout it out loud. They could also do Beth. You know, right. so if Maniacs was my rock and roll anthem, Driftwood is my power ballad. Oh, that's nice. This, this is your best movie. This I is my Every movie. Rose Has a Thorn. Best film. But um, you know, seriously, this 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 is my. <sighs> Whoa, winger! What's a good winger power ballot? Come I, on, guys! Um,
1: I know that they that she, Heaven, she heaven, heaven! That that heaven was Be, actually Warren. Better roses. Oh yeah, Warren. Oh, better roses.
2: Warrant. This is my better roses. You know? Do you like
1: Cinderella? This don't is my don't know what you've
2: got until it's good. This that's, is my nobody's
1: Cinderella. fool. They're Philly boys. I won't Cinderella be nobody's story. fool, Jonathan. When I did, when I did college radio I won't be in nobody's Philly, fool. Uh, I went to school in Philly. When I did college radio, we used to find the names of the people in Cinderella and call them on the air. But But, we went, but, but the thing is, the thing is, we never got that. We would get the people in the phone book who had the same name. <laughs> the, the guy and we'd be Cinderella, really excited. Hey, Cinderella. what's up, guys? We've got a treat for you guys. From Cinderella, it's who the fuck are you? <laughs> Why are you calling me? <laughs> What you gotta do hey, um, I'm an 80s metal guy, we both are. So, so, so the, the movie's called Driftwood, Driftwood. the comic book is in stores, yeah. And
2: um, you know, and Driftwood came about because you know, being geeks, as you all know, absolutely, and loving horror and loving rock and roll, a lot of stuff that you know, parents don't like. You know, growing up reading Fangoria, listening to Kiss, you know, all that stuff. It's often, you know, I always hated people who told me that you know. You're going to mount to nothing if you like that stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and burn it. You know, your dads who burn your comics and, you know, teachers who, you know, it, it always got to me. I hate I'm any. Sorry. It's a hard life. Don't huh? do this. Vincent, you know... to write
3: mm-hmm. a comic because they all got burned.
2: I'm sorry. <laughs> you to make funny. your own. Man. But we don't... See, like, see. You know, we fire,
3: like,
1: see? We're fire. fucking, you know... Are we losing Vincent over there on the, over to the side? We're, 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 the we're from
2: Jersey, so it's just like, you know, just be who the fuck you right. want to be, you know? And and after Columbine, it was really ridiculous. They started all these attitude adjustment camps where, you know, send your troubled youth here, you know, and... and Well, and, and, oh, and they did
1: reality shows based yeah. on them, these... these Skared uh, Scared straight. Scared straight. straight. These outer bound things. Right. Scariest cats. movie I've ever seen as a kid was Whitewater Summer because Kevin Bacon was going to kidnap me and take me up to Canada. That's right. You remember that movie? That Sean was Ashton? a dream of yeah.
2: mine. That was a nightmare of mm-hmm. yours? Oh, yeah. shoot. Well, what was it into the bacon? Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Uh, so, I, so we just saw, you know, I, I felt that the worst horror really is, is just like not being allowed to be who you are. You know, as long as you're not hurting anybody, you know. Right. So, uh,. I, I wanted to do something a little different, a little Stephen King, you know. So we came up with Driftwood, and uh, which basically is uh, you know, a teenage Cool Hand Luke with a ghost. Wow! And it does was really, it was really cool. It does make sense. I mean, it'll make sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it makes sense. It's teenage does, Cool Hand Luke with a ghost. That sounds like yeah. abortion. And then, and, and then what happened was it was a, a type except of except Paul Newman's not in it. Yeah, no, Paul Newman. He's making salad dressing now. Yeah. But there is going to be a Driftwood uh, popcorn. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, it's going to be, be awesome. Good. You know. Um. So anyway. It was really cool because we got everybody like Diamond Dallas Page, another Jersey guy. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's like thinks of him as just this wrestler. Bang, you know, don't really think of him as a actor.
1: I'm a strong proponent of, of wrestlers. Yeah, of, of a, wrestlers, you know, wrestlers becoming, becoming actors. Becoming actors right. I agree. And I'm a big fan of the of uh, the Marine and the uh, the, the Condemned. Yeah. He, the,
2: oh, oh, yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> I like but something. but uh, everyone was telling me, "Oh, Diamond Dallas Page can't act," you know, and I, I was like, "Trust me, trust me, trust me." And he kicked it out of the ballpark. And, uh, you know, he was just amazing. And he yeah, was awesome and, in the film. Awesome. And then the other, you know, major star of the film really is the ghost. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so Vincent and I wanted to do something that, you know, a lot of the horror makeup in How to Horror is very cartoonish, very over-the-top, very EC Comics. Yeah, it's
3: very white with black eyes. And so we wanted to get back to some traditional stuff. And a lot of his inspirations were kind of my inspirations as well, which is the early 80s and 90s of horror films. And one of those things was the flash that you saw in The Exorcist, that face. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that scared yeah. me no, as a kid so he wanted to get back to that, and I saw a little i saw a little ghost story in there as well, you yeah with either shock effects of a rotted face or big gaping mouth, and as you said, mr Sargonigus, yeah, he has one of your other influences. and what happened
2: was you know you when you see the movie you know it'll explain exactly how Jonathan got you know from some sixteen year old kid to this mm-hmm. you know uh it's it's you know and it's a uh, it's it's it, you know this is how Aaron Carter actually looks now I think but anyway and he you know, and he didn't get shot in the back of the head so yes yeah, so <laughs> was
3: a lot of, I mean he did a lot of stuff that I feel that was more 80s style than going mm-hmm. like what they do with the Grudge which is very kind of MTV Japanese, and yeah. kinetic and very you know it was very old school and that's what I really liked about what he did with thanks the man well so it, it, real 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 different well, what was
2: interesting to me is when we wrote this and this is what's so amazing you know when we first started discussing how we were going to approach the even in the script I was referring to you know that that, that quick flash of that demon in The Exorcist you know it's just and and, and so we kept saying this and then I couldn't freaking believe it. One of the producers of the film, the, the you know Mike Richardson from Dark Horse, yeah. Hill, Hellboy, Sin City—they they produced the film. He, Dark Horse produced the film. Okay. They're now doing, you know, uh, they're they're doing original films. Right, right, So one of his good friends is Bud Smith, who edited The Exorcist. Wow. Cut the exorcist so here I am yeah. talking about we wanted to be like this, and next thing I know, I'm being told that your producer and your co-editor is Bud Smith of The Exorcist. Wow. And Bud Smith's son, for geeks out there, is Scott Smith, who edited. The Crow, wow! So suddenly, I have the editor of The Crow and The Exorcist working on this film, and Bud is just this cool, no, not I mean, he was William Friedkin's editor, so he did Sorcerer, Cruising, Cat People. He discovered Uma Thurman. He directed Johnny Be Good, mm-hmm. so he discovered Uma Thurman. Wow! So, wow, so, so this that. guy is suddenly on this film, and I mean, he he was the coolest guy because a lot of times, let's be honest, a lot of times, you know producers get a bad rap and sometimes they deserve it because sometimes they just like to come on the set and sort of piss on the hydrant I call it you know just to show m- mark their power
3: yeah. show their muscle. Bud
2: or... was Bud was all about you know he would be adamant about an opinion but it was serve the song that was his motto mm-hmm. look Tim you may want this but just trust me this is what the big picture needs you got to what it's not what you want what this one wants what that one wants it's what the film is Hopefully telling the you. audience wants right? well, not even the audience it's the film the film wants oh, thing it really takes it's on a life exorcist. of its own it does i'm telling you it's like a film is written three times in the script on the set and in, in the, the editing, editing room. room right and and i've learned that you have to sort of leave your preconceived ideas at the door especially when you're shooting an independent film and you only got 15 days and a million bucks which is all we had Jesus. and 15, 15, 15 days, days a million, a million bucks in an abandoned haunted juvenile prison in whittier california and yeah he did it. And he did. It. Yeah. And good job. After a while, you just sort of, it's not so much, you, you, this is the key stop thinking about what you didn't get that you wanted and look at what you did get and then start to let shape that and start to support that in your dailies and I swear to God bud was always there next to me just like this kindly father this kindly grandfather and he I learned more from Bud Smith in in, in the, the 15 days that we shot than in four years at NYU film he was school your Yoda Thank he you. was my Yoda yeah my Yoda, <laughs> Yoda. Yeah. and and then it was great because you know here we are we, we, we treat The the ghost in that way, and even you know, there's a little bit of the extra, a little like the scars, you know, there's a little bit of that, you know, that I really a little tip of the hat, you know. I'll
3: be honest with you, I appreciate all the attention of the ghost, but I'm serious, just alone as a film, just as, as the drama and the way it's directed, don't look at this as just pure horror movie, this is a really good drama just by itself. Well, yeah. It was
2: it was interesting because I was wondering, oh my God! After Maniacs, you know the sick fuck that Tim Sullivan is, you know, would um, yes, well, yes. Tell us a few of the scenes that are actually in
5: the comic.
2: In the comic right well, here. we could do oh, let's do some fires. Yeah, let's see fire some here. lamb fucking. Yeah, that's what
5: just we're just gonna cut.
2: Thirty to. seconds. What do you got? You got. You got <laughs> we, have, go we have? fucking. We have, we have right here the introduction. We have uh, we have Hucklebilly. Well, here on one page on one page we have. Let's see, incest. It kills me when you do that to comics. We um, have incest, we have... He's um, bending it. What do you call that, uh, finger fucking? Yeah, there's okay. the finger, finger fucking. Jesus. Finger banging. Incestual finger banging. Okay. And then here we have um, uh, blowjob. Is that what, what, what's... Uh, that is what, fellatio. What, what, fellatio. Fellatio, Palladio. fellatio. 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 And uh, then here we have, uh, this is incest. This I'm, no, not, well, it That's, is it's, it's bestiality. bestiality yes. But in South, they're all related to the animals. Yeah, sure. So it kind of, <laughs> it kind of, kind of And audience, then, and then, here, and then here we have Robert England, and he's, yeah, and he's yeah, always yeah. so disgusted by all this. And he's like, dust your brother off, Rufus, and Lester, pull your foot long out of that lamb chop, goddammit. And then on the next page, is if that, then, he, ooh, look, we have interracial sexual relations between a little, pro- little, little Mandingo thing. What the hell is with you? Little Mandingo thing, you know, and here's and he's just so upset this whole civil war thing. Well, it's just some big to do about employee relations,
1: you know. The chastity I mean, belt with actually an easy access. Then this is good. Then we have set. a chastity
2: belt. Well, it's it's actually there, there's a key that's missing. A lock and key, you know. I do so. Well. That's the first vagina and,
1: and, and the kids room. kids if you want to get your parents to really burn your This comics, isn't
2: this isn't Archie this or is Beetle Bailey. my avatar. Put yeah, avatar, avatar, who was amazing. It was so cool because, you know, one of the things about doing the comic that was amazing, and we were talking about the limitations of the budget of Driftwood. You know, yep. there's no limit with a comic book. No. It was, you know, you could burn you, down the whole town. You probably could have put more sheep in there. We we could, and we could do all. Co- we could right. have had more sheep. Put them on a long kebab. We, oh, a, a, a horse? We
1: well, you never know. You haven't read the the whole. Okay, thing yet.
5: okay. We uh, could yeah. have. Yeah,
1: I
2: cannot.
1: I cannot wait for our sponsor to know. Um, Who's our
5: sponsor? Our, our
1: well, our sponsor is NetRiver.net. We'll just get into them right now because we gotta get it to them. Okay. Uh, NetRiver.net is our sponsor. They uh, will provide you with all your internet needs. If you guys go to NetRiver.net, they've got hosting plans. They've got domain registrations. If you guys are playing online video games on your computers, definitely get a, uh, like a sponsored server or something from NetRiver. Uh, you guys can play all your little uh, first-person shooters. And of course, it's a first-person shooter. You know what a first-person shooter is. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you get 10 off you You get a 10 off that if you put in the uh, promotional code Gilmore, named after this, this little right. guy over here. I got here. your first-person um, shooter. So, so let's uh, so let, let's talk movies. Okay. Um, I'm gonna uh, sk- I'm gonna skip the review because it's not really you know I so went and saw Dan in real life. It's a very nice date movie. A little light. You know, some stuff's really predictable, but uh, you're going to really like Steve Carell's acting. It's natural, and it's not too manipulative. You know what I mean? So. Does it come
5: off as one of those indie movies, though? That it, comes, it's, it not, it's, run, it's not Miss Miss It's not Little Miss Sunshine 2.
1: It's not Little Miss Sunshine 2. But is it a running with scissors? No, it has a little more, like, it's a little more marketable for, than that. You know, it's a little more is accessible Dan than Cook? that. I mean, it's got Dane Cook in it, you know. who, who did not bug me. Okay. Dan Cook is actually fine in this so movie. So he's good fun. in this film. I, I, so. I had a kid call me, because we just did a review. Is better than Evan Almighty? I didn't see that. I have, I have no <laughs> I idea. I had a... I had a... I, I I had a dude, I know that. I heard it was terrible. I had a listener. But that
2: had a lot of animals in it. Yeah. Did, they, yeah. did, they, did Steve Carell fuck any it animals?
1: It probably would have made more money. I had a kid call call me after listening to a show where we did Gone Baby Gone and say, Hey, man, I'm on a date. Should I take her to Gone see Gone Baby Gone? I go, dude, I don't know if it's a first date. I think... you want to make a statement. Yeah. I think something like Dan in Real Life would be a good first or second date. Did you... Oh, yeah, you clicked it. Oh, yeah. In
2: Gombe, you saw Gombe? Yeah. The woman who loses the child?
1: She's also in Dan in Real Life.
2: Oh, really? But but I think that's Aaron Carter's father's girlfriend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think that character was based after I need them. more crack. The, Jesus. Wow. True
2: comedy, you always come back at well, the end to a you joke you planted in the beginning, you bring it back. Oh, yeah.
1: What about news? We got news, uh, guys. How do you guys feel about this? This is big for me. Oh, don't get uh, me going on the politics. As, as a director, I started thinking to myself. I say, it's not real news." I say, uh, I, news. "I say, okay, these are the movies that I would love to one day uh, remake." You know, because okay, I have no problems with remakes. Because yeah. the original's always. I, when they I did a remake. Right. Yeah. Let's just face
2: it. The first one sucked. No, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> so, I love you, Herschel. So here's a remake that's coming, and it's one of the ones that I had to cross off the chalkboard. Rob Zombie's Chud. Have you heard this? I heard no. that that's
3: actually a false
1: rumor. Is it a false rumor? That's, this?
3: that's, that's okay. not true. Okay. Then he said it and it might be a passing joke.
1: Okay.
2: He made he it as a joke. I know, Rob. I, his next movie is going to be a Western.
1: Oh, that'd be nice. He's letting go of horror for a while. But th- so this is a Western without any was this
3: horror, this
2: without anything I mean, like this?
1: Why
5: is he dropping yeah.
3: a
2: horror? Why exactly would he be dropping oh, horror I think, after know, doing a Halloween uh, I movie? Think
3: um, why are you scratching your neck?
2: you look uncomfortable. I have a <laughs> with this weird soul. Rob don't come to up my soul
1: so 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 <laughs> so uh, you can tell us about this uh. rob rob is my
2: Seems favorite, like a cool guy. Rob is my favorite current filmmaker. Right. I think I, I when I saw Devil's Reject, it's funny. I mean, I you know, Devil's Rejects is it a horror film? Well, it's not supernatural. I, really I look scary. at Devil yeah I look at Devil's Rejects like Badlands mm-hmm. or you know uh, those old seventies you know Buster and Billy White Line Fever, mm-hmm. and then Halloween. You know well, the thing I love about Rob that makes people uncomfortable is he shows the human side of evil. He brings, you know, you know, one minute you're so disgusted in Devil's Rejects as they're killing and raping these people, the and, the next of minute, and then of the time. next minute it's so endearing when they're arguing over Tutti Frutti ice cream, yeah. and by the end you're almost sad when you yeah, see them fruity. die. Mm-hmm. Freebird. It's oh, epic. Yeah. and But it's it like and, – and you're like – you're almost getting choked up and there's almost a heroism yes. to these characters. And then you forget. Then you see it a second time and you remember, oh my god, but these despicable things. Because Rob knows that nothing's black and white. Right. And I think that upsets a lot of people. And what Rob did with Halloween is Rob showed – a human side to Michael Myers I mean he wasn't just this I one note you totally know I totally disagree demon. yeah I, I felt sorry. I
1: felt like I the disagree? stuff with I the, with the fathers, with, fathers that of Reject?
5: that's uh, one of the best reviews I've heard of Devil's Rejects because I totally agree yeah, all right. And, I like and, both those movies. I did not like Halloween.
2: Yeah. reasons. I'm one of the guys that do, and and you know, but whether you like it or right. not, okay, let's just. Well, it took let's... the mysteriousness. Yeah. Took
3: the magic away from what Michael Myers was. Well, to yeah, be but evil.
2: I but I don't. Yeah, I I understand. And he breaks up a ceiling but, but real but well at the end of the film. The you thing know. about it, though, is it is <laughs> the true. What fuck was that? But what, <laughs> but but Rob set Sorry, out Rob, to do that. I love you you, you, no, you I okay? Know. So maybe you didn't like what he tried to do, but not he tried to do that. But the point is this:
1: give him props. I mean that that. Whether you
2: like the film or not, right. when you are, especially when you are a geek, a horror guy who is, you know, used to getting beat up for liking stuff by the football guys, I was from the day Rob first told me that he was going to do make this movie. I watched Rob. It was as if he got more shit than George Bush. I, I was swear excited, to go, I, No, I
1: was wow. excited to see his Dude, Halloween. But I was but too. I was but really cool. product. I, really it, to I, to I would be. You know, in all honesty, I, I would be excited to see his Chud because <laughs> Chud, Chud you, is the motherfucker. shit war? well I Why think he I, knowing
2: Rob he probably said that with tongue firmly planted in cheek because Rob the, the, the thing about Halloween is like it was the best of times and the worst of times it was such a profitable film mm. and he and it, it has taken him to the level where he could just tell dimension what he wants to do right. next but the negative negative Evil, like just outright. Like, I, I read reviews from people who were Rob, yeah, Zombie Rob Zombie should die, Rob Zombie should go to him. Ha- but as a professional filmmaker,
1: it, hurt, it, it No,
2: it, no. It, this is what was so interesting. Rob got better reviews from Halloween from the New York Times than from the horror websites. Mm. These kids, these guys, you know, just came at him with knives. It's like, you're not being true to the original. Da, na, 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 but you the know? original's there. Right, exactly. The he, he, he,
1: right. I have no problem with remakes. It, it just, as a film sitting on its own, I think I, I agree with with uh, what Vincent was saying. But but if you don't no, totally like it, it,
2: you don't have don't personally attack no. a guy.
1: No, I know, and Rob like,
2: Rob well, was. No. Rob, I mean, I would you know, love to
1: see him do Ghostwriter, the the comic book. I think he gets the imagery. Of Rob Ghost loves Riders. Rob.
2: Rob gets Western. A, I, Rob gets yeah. icons. Rob, That's Rob what I'm gets saying. heroic. Like Rob would be. I would imagine Rob teaming up with John Wayne. You know, like oh, directing man. the Searchers with John Wayne back in the day.
1: Or my favorite, Stagecoach. Yes,
2: yeah, Stagecoach. And 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 Rob was mm-hmm. you know grown grew up like we did. Rob and I are the same age. We grew up on those '70s movies that had these sort of bleak, dark endings. And Rob said something I him once And he said Walter something
1: Walter Hill type films, yeah. so that, that, Those movies Kick ass For those of you guys Go IMDB Walter Hill well, Like you these, know, Taxi oh. Driver. And, I mean, and think about he all did, those He made Charles Bronson Charles Bronson In my opinion Yeah Like Charles Bronson Was like one of the Dirty does whatever But we, I mean He was Charles Bronson right. Once Walter Hill Got a hold of him And then think about what This hard times too. You
2: know But think about this too You know One of the things About 70s movies Is when the movie ended, there was never a thought. Oh, there's going to be a sequel. There's not going to be a Bonnie and Clyde two. They they mm-hmm. re- they're not going to be Butch Cassidy two, Taxi no. Driver two, Network two, Dog Day Afternoon two. 70s movies were finite because at the end of them, mostly, the hero died. It was a very dark, bleak ending. So that's where, you know, where I come so, from, where Rob comes from.
1: As a filmmaker, and, and what you're saying about the 70s era, it's really interesting because that's the thing, kind of thing that we, we saw in films in the 40s, 50s, but then you get these surfing films in the 60s, you know, and, and then the <laughs> 70s films yeah. kind of reacted to that surfing film. Well, with well, these, well what happened was... With, all that. with well, this new stuff. And now we're kind of in this in this area where it's a bunch of cheese. we let, 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 me, let me let me let me let me
2: tell you something Let's very. Let me tell you something very interesting. This I don't think anything summed this all up more. I just came back from Ireland. Okay, I was there doing a little promo tour for the Maniac Comic and Driftwood. Mm-hmm. All right, one of the biggest iconic things in the last couple of years in America is High School Musical. Okay, it, it is a fucking. It, it, oh ridiculous. no, but it, you cannot dude, deny dude, listen, like the successes what, of dude, this thing. The fact that Zac Efron's on the cover of Rolling Stone... I mean, this is a magazine that had Jim Morrison, John Lennon, Jimi Hendrix, and fucking Zac Efron.
1: Yeah, a guy who can't sing, right. whose voice is modulating. Ben,
2: and, ben, and I don't ben, care. Ben,
1: please, Ben, please. Sorry, Your shortcomings as a thespian but, should not be taken out of Zac Efron. But the thing record. is this, but just think please. about this. It's a singer thing. This, please. This
2: high school musical... High school musical... is a human being. <laughs> High School Musical soundtrack out just recently outgrows Grease and Saturday Night Fever as the oh highest selling soundtrack of oh. all time. No, no, it was no, the highest you still have selling. One
1: of Snoop Dogg's Guns? <laughs> Listen no, to like gun. this. Listen to this. Listen to brain brain this, no, Listen to this guys. <laughs>
2: Listen to this. It was the highest grossing album of 2006 and the highest selling <laughs> DVD of 2006. So oh here, but here, oh but but, but here my point. Here my point. Okay, uh-huh. here in America. You know where we have all these perverted things. That's not in that movie. All That's this, it. right? But but all this perversion. It's it's you know all these kids. They're like vanilla wafer musketeers jumping up in there. Zac Efron. There is no threat from Zac Efron. He is as bland as you know uh, Ron Howard movie. Right. And um, <laughs> wow, wow. wow. Someone didn't see Ooh. Cocoon. <laughs> Someone did see Cocoon. <laughs> So anyway, so here we got this I most like cool. the most homogenized vanilla <laughs> high school musical. This right, this like represents it. American right, youth, right? Right. Fuck you. You go to you, you go to Ireland. You go to I Europe, mofo. You go to Ireland. You go to Europe. There is a show there that is won't. They won't even let it come to America. It's called Skins Remember that movie About a boy With Hugh Grant Yeah yes. Okay well that kid Is now 16 And he's in this show Called Skins Which is about 16 year old kids And they You know It's real They're having sex They're getting stoned mm-hmm. They're getting laid You know They're the guys And the girls And the guys And the guys But it's real Okay And it is the number one show In Europe It is a huge phenomenon The poster of the show Is like Looking down And they're all lying You know Half naked with each other and it's like when I was there in Ireland there was, well, they drinks. don't have the same hands. but right, this the was the point when I was there there was this big article where it said the trouble with the USA and they had the poster for skins next to the poster for High School Musical and they said "They we are so Puritan so puritanical! I said, here we won't even let this show be in America because this depicts the reality of adolescence. Right. Yet these kids in, in 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 here in America, it's High School Musical. But you find out, you know, kids fucking their sheep when no one's home. You know, parents fucking their kids. Columbine, all this hard, right? Columbine. Yet here, here's a show that represents it like it is. The kids get to go to the pub at 18. They're well adjusted. Sex is not, you know, this evil perverted thing. We have British
1: listeners, and I, I, I think they're, they're some of the it's, nicest it's, people on our forums. Yeah, but they're but, but it, cool. it, it's just. They're also some of the smartest. Oh, of the smartest. I swear to God. They got fucked up teeth beyond any they, get out. They do, because they, they
2: don't have um, toothpaste in Ireland. Is that true? Uh, we it's were true. trying to wonder about that. It's true, no, I, I you, thought
1: the potatoes were just fucking sitting there. It's, their
2: it's, it's, all it's, all it's the potatoes. It's the whiskey. It's the whiskey. They start wow. drinking when they're like 14 legally. So it's like, hey, you know, another pint to Guinness. We haven't taxed the Irish yet. Uh, well, we, I don't want to because right. they, so, they were so nice you know to me. They we welcomed me with open Potato arms. Gun. No, they welcome, welcomed me with open arms and open legs. It That's was cool. awesome. Well, fan are fans, are are you would
1: Harry, Harry Potter. We, we got, we got uh, some more news. Uh, Mark Wahlberg is doing a video game you guys know. It's Max Payne, the Rockstar game, video game. Uh, I don't guys did you guys play did you Hey, nerdo did you did you guys play Max Payne Absolutely. yes yes how was yes. it as a video you know, game I really loved. it could you see Mark Wahlberg I like it him?
3: I like, I mean, I like simple, Mark Wahlberg it's, you know, I think he's great what it is but yeah, I thought it, it was great it was, would you be down the time.
1: would you be down with the Mark Wahlberg playing Mark Payne Max yeah Payne? I
3: were I actually work with Mark Wahlberg mm-hmm. what'd you work on him? a movie yeah, called Travel which was produced by Bill Paxton okay
1: yeah long time nice guy great guy Max Payne Max yeah,
3: Page? I don't see him, though. To be a, okay. I mean, I can, but I can't, but you know,
1: I don't know. Well, somebody like this, him. Timothy Oliphant, would be cool. Somebody like that, that dude. That seems more right. to what I think. But you know Josh what, what, what? Josh D- 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 Duhamel. Josh him out? Do Wow. What well.
5: does Max Payne call for, though? It's it's film noir. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. With a
1: little bit of A
3: modernized Mickey Spillane is what it is.
1: And then we got another video game, Prince of Persia. Everybody talked about Bruckheimer putting Michael Bay in the director's chair. We got Mike Newell. Who did one of the um, Harry, Potter. Harry Potter movies? Oh, he's uh, great. He's a British dude. Um,
2: yeah, I just, what movie did he just do? I just saw a movie that he. I don't know, I saw Mike some, Newell?
1: Yeah, something it, out there that he did. And uh, I suppose he's gonna maybe do this Prince of Persia game, but mm. yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, I'm up for video games going to a big screen. But a story is a story is a story. Is a record, story. So, because, uh, any video games you would possibly think about circulating? What do, you, do you play video games? I, you know, it's funny. I'm old school. I still have my kiss pinball machine. What would your Frogger look like on the big screen? Uh, it's or your Galaga? <laughs> would your Galaga be like, you know, Independence Day 3? Um,
2: I, I would probably do something very uh, anti uh, big very
1: I think angry. Galaga would kick ass. It's like, I'm going to let myself get abducted so I can get two Dude, ships.
3: Yeah. I've just been recently playing this game called Red Faction. Nice. Um, w- what's that? Which, on? which is basically if you took Total Recall mm-hmm. and put it, what, what was it? Like? Total Recall and James Bond put together. Oh wow! It's really so it's, it's, it's a spy thing on it's, Mars. Yeah, it's on Mars, but it's about to, it's it's a rebellion that goes on. You and can look through the walls. Yeah, oh, that's the, cool! It's amazing, and it's actually a little bit of Doom too. So oh. anybody, so in other words, I'm into it. They uh, fucked PS3, up Doom PS2? as a movie. PS2? PS2? This would save it. You if they took that. Red Faction and made a movie out of it, you would have Doom back. With a little total recall. I mean, we're it's mixing it really all up. Crazy. We got
1: movies, video games, and comics. I got to tell you guys uh, on the Xbox Live, I downloaded Doom, and they have all the old classic Doom. They got all four of the additional really? packs. Yeah. I've been playing it wow. like crazy. So it, it was now, maybe. Are we gonna now look at the movie and see uh, what they did. It's a crime. I'm, watching, it's a really I'm, watching, I'm playing this Doom. I was playing uh, yesterday with my friend Scott Koppelstein. He's, a, he's from Real Big Fish. You guys are fans of his. And uh, and I actually got online with this kid who's a listener and uh, his name's Day of the Spookies so he's like a horror (laughs) kid and we're playing Doom and it's just nostalgia coming back in you know and uh, you can play online the best thing about these online video games is they're great for writing one-liners because all you do is you talk some shit I found one of the big Gatling guns
0: oh yeah yeah. and I go
1: hey everybody I got a surprise (laughs) party favors (laughs) 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 <laughs> I just start killing people. I was like, go to sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Just annoy the hell out of the kids on Xbox you Live. You too
2: can be Shane Black.
1: Oh, I love it, man. <laughs> but uh, I got to tell you, that that Doom thing, you guys find me on Xbox Live. I'll play Doom. I got Gauntlet, Double Dragon. I'm ready to play. Do you have a big have TV. Do you have a widescreen no, TV? I, I, not yet. Not yet. If, I, if it's if amazing. If, if I sell I, a deal, we'll get that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've seen. I, I was at a friend's house, and he had, uh, you know, the surround sound and the high def TV, and it's like it's literally like you're in the movie. It's 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 so in the video game. It's, it's, insane. it's insane, you know, and it's so loud and just it's awesome. And
1: so uh, l- let me pause. I want to do a
2: maniac video game. That'd be cool. Know? Escape from it's Pleasant time. Valley.
1: Time to fuck the sheep. Fuck the sheep. Bonus game. <laughs> bonus <laughs> game? Uh, bonus it's game. one of those button So. <laughs> So, so Vincent, you've been doing all these special effects. Uh, We we took some time out and we uh, interviewed Vincent, had him walk us around the shop. Uh, Let me show you guys that clip. Yeah. And then uh, we'll be right back.
3: Hi, welcome to my studio. And uh, we're here to uh, get a little tour and I guess find out some information about special effects and makeup effects for all you fans out there.
5: All right, now um, I see you guys have a lot of stuff. Now, this is Special Effects House where they've actually worked on a lot of uh, cool stuff. Uh, You know, they have.
3: Yeah, this is is kind of the main art room that you're looking at over here. And then towards the back, we have some space that we do a lot of like um, fiberglassing and any kind of dirty work. And we have some extra mold storage out there as well.
5: So uh, why don't you uh, bring us through a little tour? I actually kind of wanted to show them this thing over here.
3: Okay. Well, um, what I can do is why don't want to explain it, and then later you get you'll cut later, and then we'll we'll have like a thing that you can cut into the. Okay. To
5: okay, it sounds good. So we'll just stand up, stand in front of it and explain it.
3: Um, yeah, this is a thing called uh, for a film called Dog and what we had to do was almost like a pan's labyrinth type of thing that another company uh, DDT did in Spain which is incorporate the real actor's mouth uh, with a prosthetic that blends into the real actor's mouth and then the upper half is all mechanical and so if i i have only one hand here but uh, let me put the mic here okay great and let's just get some on you can get the brows Which is going to take a little bit... Okay, let me get the antenna here. And these are the eyes.
1: Look at the brows. Mm.
3: So you have the... Incorporating the actor's real mouth in with this action. So with this all happening at once, it looks like a believable, alive character.
4: Mm.
1: Munchies and crunchies.
3: You ever see that, Black (laughs) Calvin? No, I haven't. You were a little kid? I'm not a little kid anymore I'm a big kid. That's right.
1: Wait, let, let me ask you a question Gilmore. We'll, we'll sure. Pop that mic back up over here. Um, what made you want to get into special effects?
3: Oh actually uh, my mother and father were the ones that actually put all of this uh, stuff in my head. They used to take me to all these weird
1: movies actually.
3: Uh, it started with my father taking me to 42nd street and I used to go see all these um, bizarre movies like Sss and karate movies and I saw 2001 Uh, Space Odyssey a number of times and all these like really bad cheesy horror films and that kind of sparked my interest in you know the stuff that I'm doing today Uh, Along with uh, my mother taking me to The Exorcist And then um, I would say what really got me to do what I do is The Thing The remake of The Thing is what really kind of sparked this is what I want to
1: do for a living So bad parenting Bad Bad
3: parenting definitely, definitely for sure,
5: yes Cool
1: yeah, I'll give it back to Brian. I just wanted to play around with that thing. It, it felt like an that, RC car. That, yeah, that, awesome. that thing's
5: awesome. That uh, thing's awesome. How do you how do you go around uh, rigging all this stuff up? Do you guys do the electrical work as well? Just um, well, I have
3: an animatronics expert um, who uh, his name is Greg Ramundis. and uh, we kind of brainstorm everything. But most of this stuff is made from um, um, radio controlled airplanes, boats. You know, you would get at a hobby store, right. and we kind of like kind of adapt that stuff to what we have to do. So okay. we take those motors and we you know. And kind of screw yeah. around with them to get them to do what we want them to do. That's awesome.
5: That's great. It's um, fun. It looks amazing. I would I love to. You guys are basically making toys.
3: Pretty much. These are big toys, yeah. Oh. And this is my toy store.
5: Oh. So. And you get to work in it. Yes, yes. Oh. And go on set. I'm and so jealous. I, I love my job. I would, too. I hate my job right now. <laughs> and my life. Um. Can we? <laughs> who is this guy?
3: Um, this was actually a demon that we did for a Japanese music video, but it was actually based the design on the movie Feast. A lot of times, special makeup effects houses, uh, they get to do what we call, um, it's almost like an audition. And you get several different places that you get called, and they come in and you show them designs. Well, we one of these designs was based off of this. And unfortunately, uh, producers have their own picks on certain people. We didn't get the job. But we did use that design uh, later for this uh, Japanese uh, music video. We, so we got to show it off somewhere. What was the band? Uh, just pay out of money to the pain. Money to the pain. Pay money to the pain. Yeah. Money Japanese. To the pain. Never heard of it. Yeah, one. as far as really I know, Japanese great. people is ex Japan. Yeah, no, they're great. They're really
5: great. Huh? Yeah. Well, check it out. What was the song? Just so. Oh, do you remember it now. You caught me on the spot. Ah, that's remember. okay. That's I all right. I don't remember. That's awesome. Sorry to say. All right. Um. Well. Uh, let's look around all this stuff. Oh yeah, well, we're gonna go back there. I just kinda wanna get all this stuff out of the way. Hey, BJ, could you get a close-up of the dead vaginas over there?
3: Yeah, that's our gore wall. Um, it's just to show the producers or directors, because a lot of times we have a lot of the stuff hidden or in storage, and lately for some reason producers are always coming in and always saying, do you do gore? Do you do, you know, heads? So I was always tired of explaining and showing photos. So now if they get to walk in the shop, they can see our stock or at least some of our stock. So it's kind of like your demo? Pretty much, yeah. All right, great. And
5: I think it looks absolutely great. I mean, how did you guys do all the research for this? Do you guys have to look at a bunch of actual real gory pictures? We
3: look at books and magazines and films.
5: A lot of of time on Rotten.com?
3: Um. more actually there's another site called orgish.com at one point really? Yeah, and that's, and like, that's where you guys yeah, got well, your inspiration? Some, some of it yeah and some of it just basically from,
5: from, from photographic evidence ok yeah those look great um, let's go over here back into this awesome room
3: yeah this is our conference room this is usually where we hold meetings and usually where we try and close deals or jobs um, and
5: make sure you get a shot of this Yeah, this is awesome this is not your regular conference and room. And we're closing a deal right now. I know.
3: <laughs> because,
5: um, I mean, usually people close deals in conference rooms with, like, a phone in the middle well, and yeah. maybe well, a I view mean, of some smog. Yeah,
3: th- they don't normally have monster heads around them when they're closing <laughs> deals. But
5: this is how we do
3: business because people get to see our work. And, you know, once people, you know, like our work and they like me, hopefully they hire me, mm-hmm. you know. And so over there in the back there, we got some very famous wings. They're from Dogma, uh, Kevin Smith's movie. And uh, they're uh, fully mechanical, which they fold, bend. There are no other wings. Uh, one wings do, did them all, did all the movements. Wow. Um, and th- over there on top, um, over there is the uh, no man or shit demon from, from Dogma as well. And uh, those were animatronic, and we had different, uh, two different heads that did different expressions to, to show anger or, you know, subtleties.
5: Now, that monster was always oozing, and it always looked pretty gross. Uh, yeah. wh- why don't you tell us something about how, uh, how you kept that look?
3: Um, there were different – it was a, a local artist uh, that actually mixed this uh, food thickener, and he put vegetables in it, oatmeal, all kinds of different nasty stuff, and that's what we would coat. The the shit monster in for like um, every shot. Every shot. There was all different kinds of. There was baby poop and throw up poop and all kinds of weird stuff. Actual poop? No, fake. Oh, okay. of course. Yeah, yeah. No, but it okay, smelled good. like real poop. Oh yeah, uh, it Really
5: did. So yeah. you guys went to the to the trouble of making it look like you had multiple kinds of poop on this. This shit, is what the monster. director requested. Oh, and that's He amazing. actually had
3: to pick out each individual, individual. color and consistency. Oh, that's awesome.
5: Because that's what he wanted on his monster. That's the kind of attention to yeah. detail that I respect. It's yes. just like we want, we want baby shit. Well, that's... We want old people shit in there. We want every type of shit that we can get on this shit monster. I don't
3: know if Kevin Smith got that weird, but maybe <laughs> that's something <laughs> you're into. So maybe we should. <laughs> uh, I'm I not know. German. No, 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 no. <laughs> um,
5: and so who do we who do we have here? This is a movie where it's a lot. It's on a lot of this movie, Requiem for a Dream, is on a lot of people's uh, top five lists. Yeah, I'm
3: real proud of this movie. Uh, I think this is uh, what I became a real. Makeup artist, I feel, because uh, there was subtleties and things that I have to had to do with reality. It's one thing to do a monster, but a co- to copy real life is probably the hardest thing that a makeup effects person can do. And mm-hmm. so these are the various different stages from which she was slightly overweight all the way down till she's very, very emaciated. Mm-hmm. And
2: so now uh, we've got a winner.
3: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was a tough film to work on, and uh, it was uh, something I'm very, very proud of, though, in the end. Because I think it's an awesome movie.
5: It is. It is. And I think this looked great. Thank you very she much. she looked like Thank shit. Thank you. Well, a, a lot of that being.
3: has to do with Darren Aronofsky and his, his DP, Matthew Libatique, mm. who did an amazing job uh, covering and shooting this, that
5: film. Right. And I might lose a few geek points for this, but who's
3: this guy? This was actually a long time ago, back in the 90s. I was hired to do Doom, the movie. Oh! And I was a uh, My friend actually had the rights to make it a film. Uh-huh. And he got me involved with the studios, and I started showing them the designs at first for free. And then once they saw some of the stuff, they said, okay, here's some bucks. What else can you show us? Because the film was in development. And so after we did that, we started doing stuff that was inspired right from the video game. So who, who was this guy in the this video game? This was Spider Mastermind. Uh, Do you remember this guy? There was a big... Sorry.
5: Yeah, we, we, John just started playing it again on Xbox Live a couple of days ago. Well this
3: guy was attached to those mechanical legs, if you if when you play the game. He had these big mechanical legs on the bottom. So oh, that's, no, that's kind awesome. of where this was from. And like I said, I work on vapor movies and I call those movies that either they, they kind of were there, they're there and then they go away. And uh-huh. so that was one of those. Is <laughs> that one of
1: them up there? What, what is that
3: mastermind? That's another vapor movie. That was for Kevin Smith too. That was some development stuff they were doing for Green Hornet. And uh, that was another movie that he felt that he really didn't want to get involved in. He wanted to do something smaller, and that's when he directed Clerks
5: 2. And uh, can you tell us about this, uh, this dog up here? This was for Jane
3: South Bob Strikes Back, and we did a couple of animatronic dogs of Scooby for a scene where they meet the Scooby gang, and <laughs> it was kind of a parody uh, of uh, Scooby-Doo getting high and getting horny, but unfortunately uh, the day before we were supposed to shoot it, they cut it.
5: That's, that's, I, if we can, um, oh yeah, yeah, can you uh, tell sure. me about this Battlestar? Sure, this
3: are different buses, we were commissioned by Universal when uh, Brian Singer and, and Tom DeSanto were involved in Battlestar Galactica, and these were some of my concepts of the Cylon Centurion, uh, which is here, and over here is, if you remember the old TV show, there was an insect race called the Ovions, and I decided I wanted to get more away from being just a man in a suit. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to do something a little bit more outlandish. And this was my idea for an Ovion. And this, if you're a fan of Galapagos, you know that the Cylons were a lizard race um, at first. Before, they went to just depending on the robots. So if you remember the Imperious Leader and the big chair in the old TV series... This was my idea of what the Imperious Leader would look like, almost like this is just, you know, very kind of mafia boss gladiator type of thing that would be sitting in a chair, and this was my idea of what the Imperious Leader, so this is what I sculpted and presented to Universal at that point.
5: That's awesome. Um, this place is amazing and thank uh, you very much. This is I mean we're we're all in awe of your work and it looks great. Um, just one last nod that I just want to point out uh for the audience, because I know all you guys are huge uh comic book fans like me and I'm a huge preacher fan and I walked in here and people were just kind of flipping through this book right here. And um, I realized that I just shook the hand of the guy who, at some point, designed what our space was going to look like from. uh, Just watch it doesn't fall. Everyone's. uh, This is falling all over the place. From everyone's favorite comic, Preacher. Can we get a close-up of that? I know you guys probably have seen that uh, throughout the internet, you know, saying yeah, it's like this, is what, oldie, it's, this is what it's going to look yeah. like. Maybe there's all these rumors, and Another you worked, movie. You worked on this.
3: I worked on some concepts. We do D- a tell lot us about stuff. this. That's what we do. We do a lot of development here, and unfortunately, that's the heartbreak of what I do. Um, Some stuff that I really want to work on, that I get really excited about, and we do some really excellent work, we don't get to eventually do it. Somebody else does it. So it's almost like somebody's taking your little baby away you love so much, and they give it to somebody else.
5: Yeah, but just great job on that arse face. I think anyone who's seen that picture has really said, this is exactly, this looks just like the Glenn Fabry art.
3: Well, anything that I directly sculpt on, I mean, because when you run a company, there's a lot of times you can't do all the work yourself. So when somebody picks out something that I actually had hands-on work and sculpted, mm-hmm. I, I, I immediately become very proud. So I'm, I'm very glad that you, you brought it up. Oh, so you
5: know, great. So Did, were you a Preacher fan before that? or
3: I was not really. It was actually a friend of mine back in New York named Louis Zaccarian that brought my attention to the comic book, and I started reading it, and I became a huge fan, and I started loving the images and the artwork. That's great. And um, so – I'm glad at least I got that opportunity. We'll have to see what happens with the HBO series. Yeah, you know?
5: definitely. I'm I'm hoping that won't get made myself, just because of how much I love the comics, and I don't want them to be. Because uh, you know who who might be doing is Mark uh, Mark Steven Johnson.
3: Yes, I know that, mm-hmm. and and I hope he does it, and I hope I'm the guy he hires. Okay, all right. <laughs> I, I can see how you do it yeah, because it would so be fun to I work on a it. I can see where you're thing. going. Yeah.
5: All right. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank right, you no so problem. much. Nice to meet it was you guys. great nice yeah. to meet you and Glad this place is amazing and thank great you. job on everything. Thank you. So, Vince, how long has this shop
1: been here? We've been here about 7 years. Okay, so, we're so back 2000. Now. Yeah, we yeah. are back now we're and back uh, now. and you know, I'm just segueing into uh, Vince talking about the shop. Um, and you guys are hooked up
2: when you guys were young. It's, it's so well, we, funny. We didn't hook up. <laughs> no, we didn't hook up. I mean, I mean, I mean, it's okay. Yeah, let make that very clear. we okay. okay. never hooked up. new world. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, it, it, was, it was very interesting. Uh, a little uncomfortable there for a minute. They found us. Oh, no. Uh, we <laughs> oh, were very lucky. We we, we, uh, we were introduced by, honestly, probably... The, a gay uh, porno director. Uh, uh, no, yeah. no. I You're working, <laughs> I, I, I You're working you with before him today. Then. <laughs> I knew you before then. No, honestly, I, I don't know if you ever heard of this little... Uh, Geeky horror movie called *The Deadly Spawn*. It was quite a big little '80s uh, thing, and which it, I didn't work on. I know you didn't yeah, work, I didn't on, work it. on it. I no, on I always sequel. think you did. did you worked the on the sequel. the sequel. That's right. Anyway, there was this guy. The yeah, metam- yeah, there was called, uh, *Metamorphosis*. metamorphosis yeah. A guy yeah. named John Dodds, yeah, you know, in New Jersey. Um, my my my, uh, cool my art Very teacher cool introduced movie. me to him. It was a friend of his brother, Tom Davis, and he was making all these animated, you know, little monster movies in his basement. And, and next thing which I is know, the coconuts. You used everybody used to hmm, call the, them. the, the little coconuts. coconuts, little yeah. animated coconuts, talking coconuts. And I ended up which were ra- later ripped off for Critters. Exactly, the, Critters. They're, they're, remember the cool movie Critters? That's on my remakes yep. list, Critters. So so we so I ended up you know.
5: Leave critters alone.
2: Pumped... You, hey, Rob Zombie, leave Critters alone. It's mine. <laughs> I ended up pumping blood on this movie called Deadly Spawn when I was sixteen, and then it helped it come out in the movies. And John Dodds went on; I mean, he did the makeup for Beauty and the Beast, when uh, a Tony, the new young Frankenstein, Mel Brooks musical. Wow. He did all the makeups for that. But he, you were one of his effects yeah,
1: guys. He tra- I want to introduce him to my actually, Cabana boy, Tito. Yeah. Come out here.
2: And and he used to rent rooms, and we, you know, so so that's how we met. And then uh, when I graduated from from NYU. I, I somehow got hooked up with a guy named Chuck Vincent, who was the like one of the premier porno directors of the A of the seventies. You guys were joking. No, oh, and he no, we weren't he he true. was like the Burt Reynolds character in Boogie Nights. Okay, and this guy should we get into his
3: ass massage? So the the ass massage. Whoa! Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, these
2: weren't. <laughs> It was straight porno. This is what's amazing. The five the, he was straight. <laughs> he was gay, the but he made straight porno, and the women loved him because they were so sensitive to him. And they were they, the women weren't objectified. He did, he did a big
3: breakout porno film called Roommates. Roommates, which won every award.
2: Big, no, big, big deal. Uh, that's after, how we got the deal to
1: go uh, kind of
3: uh, straight uh, Wait,
2: God.
1: is this like? Is this still like in the hairy
2: Bush? This was still in the yes, hairy bush and, and it, yeah. the guys were ugly. And, yeah. Let's just say it. Yeah.
1: When porno was good. When porno was good. <laughs> when porno, when was porno worth actually had
2: plots. So. <laughs> when they were shot on film I'm stories and stories. I'm undercover. Don't blow weren't, my weren't,
1: cover. I'll blow something else. All, all right. Taboo.
2: Taboo. He did that.
1: He did taboo. He made he taboo. taboo. Yes. Now, now, Ben, Ben, I have the question. Hollywood why do hot you know this is shit? another
2: one of his. I worked for a porn company. Okay. Yeah,
1: that's established. So, so Moving this on. is this
2: guy was actually an innovator because what happened was you know once video came in and here was, he considered himself a filmmaker. It's a fantastic and,
1: episode, friends.
2: And, and he took himself quite seriously. Yeah, on and suddenly,
3: everything he worked on.
2: And suddenly, adult films went from you know what he considered were comedies and dramas to just somebody jerking off, you know, on video. He and it was like. It, it's just like Boogie Nights, suddenly he was out of a job, and his whole troop of actors and craftsmen, he was very ahead of his time. He cut a deal with Vestron Home Video to provide softcore core straight straight-to-DVD premieres. This is long before you know Raw Feed and all these companies right. are doing this kind of stuff. And, like, for instance, the movie we worked on was called If Looks Could Kill, and it was a NC-17 version of Body Double. I mean, he just shamelessly ripped off the plot, but all the actors were porno stars – And he was
3: quite serious about it. It wasn't like he was trying to do something. He was like trying to do a real movie. Yeah.
2: So so next thing you know, I'm working on this film and Jamie Gillis, for all you adult film fans out there, is in it. And one of the things Vincent had to do was have his you know, chop his arm chop his arm off in an elevator shaft and you know, and the guy was great, you know. Is it uh, porno? No, it's a it's a soft no, core no, no, no. film. It's,
4: it's, and it's here's a funny thing film, one of the movie. things
2: one of the things in it there's a, on screen. There's, there's a there's a, yeah, you could. There's a scene in a wedding. Okay, and and I had a I was in charge of it, so my family didn't even know who they were interacting with. But I brought my entire family from Jersey to Queens, on and the like ship, on, on the, the ship, I was yeah. the groom, and 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 like so it's in this movie, this yeah, and in this movie, like there was my grandmother dancing with like Ron Jeremy, now, now you know? It's like
1: <laughs> you imagine your grandmother <laughs> grocery shopping, right? And somebody walking up to her, be like, I loved, I loved, I saw, I recognize you. Oh, really? He was with, right. with Ron Jeremy,
2: right? And, 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 did you know that was a porno? And it was so funny because none of my relatives. Knew what this movie, you know, who these people were. Oh, Chucky's so nice, you know, and it was hilarious. I was the groom. <laughs> my mother, my mother guys, loved it because wow. I was like, "You better enjoy this because this is the closest you're ever going to see to me getting married, Mom." You know. Uh,
1: so, so, so I got a pause as well. Uh, we did an interview for this movie that just came out, Southland Tales. We had the review on the last. Uh, my episode. buddy Kevin Smith's in that. Kevin, wow. as an old you're man, your buddy think, who you yeah. worked with on all this, uh, yeah. James Allen, Bob yep. Dogma, uh, he's in it. Uh, We ran a review last week, now we're going to show you the clips of Gilmore and I talking to the stars and the director, Richard Kelly, about making the movie and putting it together. Enjoy. Uh, Why don't you guys tell me about the movie and what you guys do in the film? (laughs) (laughs) We keep doing
6: that.
0: Uh, After you.
6: I have that after lunch. I'm like, I'm catching up now. The film. Uh, goodness, I play Krista now, who is a uh, prominent porn star and entrepreneur, who is in love with Boxer Santoros, played by Dwayne, who is the world's biggest movie star, who is also a schizophrenic, amnesiac, <laughs> um, bipolar.
0: Bicurious. Bic- <laughs> <laughs> what? what? <laughs> uh, and I uh, am... am uh, Silence.
6: <laughs> you never want um, the spot after lunch. I should I probably know, just What would you guys never,
0: have? I had caviar. It was very good. <laughs> I had uh, I had uh, some duck butter along with some uh, pancakes. It got you guys all here. You guys are a little. We're ready to go. Ready to uh, go. Let's I play go. Uh, boxes and terrors As she said, um, uh, paranoid schizophrenic. Uh, all those things. A lot of things going on, uh, but I have amnesia. You know, and I think th- the interesting thing for me, just I think as an actor is is every day almost like a child because everything is brand new to me and I don't remember anything so I rely on Sarah's character to you know to find those truths or semblance of truth and the only thing I do know is that the world is going to end because I can foresee the future Mm -hmm. and I know that it's going to end tonight.
1: And so were you guys scared to take a role on like this because it's that different from what you guys have been
0: playing? I was excited Mm -hmm. that Sarah was excited too you know you look for that kind of material and I think you had a great point when you talk about, you know, every once in a while, if you pass on something, then you think, oh, well, something like that will come along somewhere else down the line, but with a Richard Kelly movie, this type of material, Southland Tales, you know that it's a movie that you've never, ever seen anything like it before.
6: And also the ensemble experience. Mm -hmm. You know, so often it's two leads, it's three leads. This was about everybody coming together. It was almost like a real theater troupe experience, where everyone sort of came in and, you know, and everyone had a different energy, and we had a lot of comics, a lot of people that are used to writing their own material come in and add. It just makes it exciting. You really have to come on your game every day, ready to participate, or it will pass you by.
1: How was it establishing trust in Richard? Like, you know, a movie like this, where maybe the script isn't that clear to you as an actor, what were some of the things you guys did to establish that trust?
6: First of all, Richard made it so completely clear. I mean, he had such backstory for every character. Even prior to the publication of the graphic novels, they were in his head. He knew so much going in, what it was going to be. But you don't work for someone like Richard Kelly without giving 110% trust because that's the whole point. Otherwise, don't do
0: it. Right, right. You you have to. Uh, You know, you rely on your relationship with Richard to get very close to Richard uh, so you can understand a lot of things because, you know, even when you watch it for the first time, Um, You know, it's one of the. it's a repeat viewing, like you have to continue to watch it, and you'll get, you know, there'll be something you focus on the very first time you see it, next time you see it, you'll focus on something else, you connect the dots somewhere else. So us as actors, it was was very similar to that, where you would rely on your trust with him, uh, his vision, and he was also very encouraging, just in terms of um, being collaborative. And always asking questions, and you know, (laughs) as you can imagine, with a movie like this, we're always asking constant questions, constant.
6: And it kept evolving because of that. Because Richard was not so protective of his material, someone would ask a question, it would give him an idea. You would try this, do this, and it does how sort of the movie, I think, really took shape and Mm formed.
1: So, how do you balance uh, the creativity and spontaneity with the tight shooting schedule you guys had?
0: You're
6: very creative very quickly.
0: Yes. It's called brilliance. <laughs> <laughs> great, right? Yeah, you're brilliant. <laughs> you're brilliant. You're brilliant. Uh-huh. But you're right, you know, between the shooting schedule. Uh, you know, and the fact that we were out there, we talked about, you know, just how, how great it was to shoot in Los Angeles, these great locations. And just like Sarah said earlier, you know, you, you stump, shut down Venice Beach. So you're there in Venice Beach, you're shooting, and, you know, it's alive. It's happening, and it worked out great for the movie.
6: Parts of it almost felt like being on Saturday Night Live at times. Not just because of the cast of actors, but just because you had one take. That was it. We got it, or we lost the location, or we lost the sun, or whatever those things were. And we had massive amounts of cast. You know, I always say, like, you look at a call sheet, and usually the names you recognize, number one, number two. And you go down to, like, number 19 on a call sheet, and it was (laughs) someone so incredibly famous that it it sort of made that spark happen, I
4: think. Mm -hmm. Well, uh... You have to be a genius to describe the answer to those questions, because this is a very unusual film. It is very unusual. not a typical film. Um, I play a a, a scientist who uh, wears a lot of makeup.
5: And has great hair.
4: Uh, And, uh, you know, and I, I... We have met... Somewhere in the outer space, or God knows <laughs> where we met.
7: In the laundry room. In
4: the, the laundry room in outer space, because you know outer space has a big laundry room. That's where room. people
7: date, the laundry room.
4: You, they, they, they meet there,
7: yeah. and... Uh, and they start to uh, wear short skirt and makeup for men, mm-hmm. and they start to date.
5: That's great. So I know this film is about, you know, the impending apocalypse and it has a lot of time travel in it and I just kind of wanted to ask you guys, I mean, and I know you guys are both, uh, you know, you've been known for being politically controversial here and there, Um, and I just wanted to ask you, do you think that this is more of a science fiction uh, exaggerated vision of the future or maybe something that we can look forward to in the next uh, few decades?
4: I think it's, it's he's telling the story of the world the way he sees it, but more the way you see something when you're asleep. Mm-hmm. It's like a dream, and the guy who is having the dream is a guy who is, is living now in California, and uh, I think that... Uh, obviously if he were content with the way things are he couldn't have had that uh, dream so as a you know as a left wing guy myself and uh, i i think that uh, it's a very very uh wild Dream, but one that that uh, expresses anxieties that uh, we should all have. Although bilingual may see it a little bit differently.
7: I see the world. Uh, uh, I see the world. I see the film. I'm I'm really a big fan of Richard Kelly's work. He's a young, handsome director. And right now, I'm seeing behind you this poster. Have two hands shaking. Right now, I'm just thinking. You know, it's basically. Like you say about dream world, I feel like reality world, like film reality, everything is basically two sides. You never know which side it's represent or what it's like. Basically he's discovered it's two sides or more than two sides of the force, how they meet, and there's a space in between they refuse to meet and there are a lot of things against him. but when they finally meet, what's going to happen? Either the war's going to end or the ma- magical going to happen. Mm-hmm. So that's some powerful force that I think is driven him to the future and, and further than probably a lot of us don't know, but I think my character Maybe it's a female, uh, Richard Kelly, in a way, and she knows everything, and she just be laid back and, and present her beauty into the world, and knowing everything, but doesn't say anything. And it's not in a hurry to tell anybody. It's not in a hurry to worry about anything. Just travel through life in her own sensuality, basically, to test people, to guide people, to confuse people, to manipulate people, to basically show the truth of just being there, living, and the world is gonna end or not, not a concern. And we're just in this chaotic world, like everybody, except my character, Richard, the director, everybody's in the, in the modern, chaotic world trying to find the truth and still beneath the clouds in the real world, trying to find and worried. But above that, there's no ending, there's no beginning in the world, it's going to continue.
5: Mm-hmm. Speaking of the Force, uh, you worked on a, on a Star Wars film, what's wrong with George Lucas?
7: Nothing's wrong. I think he's a genius. He's like, a, in a way, they're a little bit similar because I think they all see, they all, two of them are come from not Earth, somewhere else. I think they're genius in their head, created this world, which is like in George Lucas' words, like all different animals, different look, like people that are together. I think basically my part of my relationship with him, I'm really grateful to be in that movie. I think all of this world in the movie is amusement park, all the characters for him to play. He's just having fun, wake up, okay, you go here, you go here. It just It's a chess game. It's nothing really serious.
8: Uh, my name is Richard Kelly, and I'm writer-director of Southland Tales. Um, this is a science fiction film noir about the apocalypse and a political satire about America after nuclear bombs have been detonated in Texas. And... Uh, that's the best way to describe it <laughs> so in a we, nutshell.
1: Were you driven by, like, your fear of what was going on around you when you were writing this movie, or was it more just trying to get your head around the situation?
8: I think, yeah, a lot of it was trying to get my head around, you know, post-9-11 anxiety that everyone everyone woke up that morning with kind of a childlike fear reawakened, and it really hasn't gone away. And, you know, when you watch the news, they make sure that that fear doesn't go away because they, you know, they definitely like to use it. And... I thought the best way for me to deal with it is to make try to make a movie where I sort of express my feelings about religion and politics and, and pop culture and all the things that we're talking about in this film, and I figure if I'm going to do it properly, I need to start off by making fun of myself, which is the whole, I mean, I'm the angry, frustrated liberal, and so when you look at the sort of the left-wing extremist faction of the film, with the, you know, the neo-Marxists, it's sort of making fun of myself because I figured I need to start with myself if I'm ever going to be critical of anyone else I need to first be critical of myself so and I we were hoping to make a political film that can appeal to uh to everyone in the sense it's trying to to be even handed and 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 looking at both
1: sides I guess Making a movie like this, uh, in like Donnie Darko, how valuable do you think the DVD life of a movie is this for? Because a movie like this, like just watching it once. You need repeat viewings to really get yeah. what's going on. You know, how, what was the process of, of making this movie? Having the can reaction, and yeah. then maybe film festivals just aren't for you.
8: You know, we. I want to take the next, I want to take the box to like Venice and tank Venice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to tank them all. No, you know, I. I think film festivals are what they are, and. I think we've had two challenging experiences on the first two films, but, you know, that's just the way things happen, and, and I think, if anything, we learned this time that, you know, we brought the movie to canon and it wasn't finished yet, and we learned, you know, never bring a movie in until it's finished, but, you know, it ended up, the movie ended up benefiting from it, believe it or not. The movie got better in the editing room, I think. We were able to spend more time, and Sony bought the movie. We got more money to add more visual effects. I don't know if any of that would have happened had we not gone to Cannes. And getting that, all those new visual effects is what really brought the movie to the level that it needed to be. So I look at it as, you know, everything happens for a reason. And for whatever reason, it was meant to be this way. And I think, I certainly hope on the next movie it'll be it'll be easier and that we can, you know... Not have to, I think trying to sell a movie at a festival is, is a painful experience, no matter where you, you are. You
1: a big comic book fan?
8: I am. I love graphic novels, and I'm sort of cradling this one because I worked so hard on it, it almost killed me doing this, that I just want to make sure that people get a chance to, to try and read the book if they see the movie.
1: What else are you reading?
8: Uh, what am I reading? I haven't had, I'm in prep on a movie, mm-hmm. so... I don't have time to read anything right now other than newspapers and blogs and magazines. And uh, it's been a while since I've read a novel. But I'm actually, you know what, I've, I've just reread No Exit by uh, by Sartre. And it's, uh, I still don't know if it's Sartre or Sartre. So if I mispronounce <laughs> it, I said them both. Sartre, Sartre. Um, I should know that. Because it, it ties into the plot of my next movie. Cool. So... I try to, I try to, I don't read enough books. I don't, I feel illiterate as I hold my,
1: cradle my book. <laughs> um. So that was uh, all of our stuff from uh, Southland Tales, a movie I thought fell short of the mark. I think Gilmore enjoyed it a little more. I, I, I was uh, you, entertained, you but I didn't like Inter- it. Entertained. I think it's worth watching if you guys are, are curious. How's Kevin? Um, Kevin's he's fine. Doing, he's. he's, he's I, fine. I mean, he's absolutely covered in makeup, yeah. but yeah. Uh, but it's fine. I mean, it's not like you know.
5: oh, it's Kevin Smith. Is like, is, is that, that Kevin Smith? Terry's yeah,
1: there are a lot of people in it. Uh, so, was this a
3: new scene that they shot with Kevin? As with this I don't markup, know. Or was this part of the? Oh old no,
1: movie? he he was. I think this was his character. So yeah. so the comic book's out. Two thousand one Maniacs is uh, out. You can get it. It's only four bucks. You can't uh,
2: go wrong. I picked
1: us. up four a. Uh, bucks. That's it. I picked up another horror book this week. Yeah. I picked up. Uh, Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. Uh, yeah. You know the treatment that um that Jeff Katz wrote. He's yeah. the, he's the guy at New Line who's well, now Jeff's at Fox. a good friend. Yes. Like uh Jeff that's wrote the same, this treatment that's and like then the same Jeff Katz that It is. He writes Booster Gold, yes, he writes Booster Gold oh. and uh, he's an executive he used to be at New Line. Now. He's at, he's at Fox. Fox. The
2: guy's great. He's a good friend and He's, he's a good Jeff,
1: friend He's Ian's. one of us. He's one of Ian's one of our regular guests, Ian. Yeah, oh, Jeff uh, is like is was He uh, goes to the same
5: store that Ben and I go to.
1: Okay yeah. yeah The same comic shop Yeah So this guy Jeff Katz Had this treatment A new line Never got turned into Freddy vs. Jason right. vs. Ash Finally they were like What do we want to do with it uh, They ended up getting it Over to Wildstorm And the comic book Which is based kind of On the treatment yeah. Came out I've been pretty unsatisfied With the Army of Darkness comics Yeah And, yeah, yeah. and uh, the Wildstorm Nightmare on Elm Street Friday Thirteen 13th stuff's okay But this one Reading it, there's actually a structure to it, and it's obvious that there was some discipline put into the story. Yeah, well, I guess great, because it bounced great, around cool. so much, yeah. I actually enjoyed it, and it's paced like a film. It's so it's pretty, pretty obvious that they took well, it's the treatment the idea.
3: That's why I yeah, did it that way, and put so it, it, it in there, and it, and it, and it was film, cool.
1: You know? oh, I, I recommend is, it to you guys yeah, who are curious about it.
2: It's it, you know, honestly, that's what I tried to do with this. I mean, you know, uh, William Christensen at Avatar, who was mm-hmm. just you know. A
1: great. He's a serious geek. Yeah. And, and he, he hires and, good writers. And he
2: just gave me, the, you know, the freedom, you man. know, yeah, oh my God, well, Warren Ellis, you know. Warren Ellis, Garth, Garth Ennis, Ellis. like... Yeah. And, and, and he liked the fact, you know, he said often, you know, he had done a, a, a Freddy comic, and a, but it's never the people who created it working on the comic. Right. So his thing with, with Maniacs was only if Tim Sullivan, the guy who wrote it, and, you know, could do it. That's great.
1: I want genuine goat fucking. Yeah. Like, that, like but, but you no, don't but go anywhere else. For your sheep fucking, don't you, go anywhere else. <laughs> go to the source for your sheep fucking. It, I, no, I, I agree. I had never
2: written a comic book before, so the way I approached this was it's basically a screenplay with storyboards. Right. And as I was writing it... Did you write it in Final Draft? How did you write no, it? No, I didn't. I literally... no. I wrote it in Word. And what I did is I would actually... Start out with uh, the panels. Like I drew, I'm right. not an artist, but I drew stick Thumbnails figures. Stuff, yeah, so yeah. I, I, it's all about pacing. And then I went and and the way a comic script is, is it, it's on Word, and it will say like, okay, um, there'll be a description that is for what the reader is going to read, right. and then the dialogue, just like a script. And then you break like, it
1: into panels. Yeah, for and the
2: then artists. there's, it'll, it'll say each pa- I'll say page one. Eight panels. Panel one, and you write it, describe it like, over the shoulder, like wide shot of, and then I would write descriptions for the artist. And this guy, Raulo Caseras, he's in Spain. I never met this guy.
5: Did you do any other Avatar books?
2: This is his first American book, and, and wow. Avatar's bringing him over here because his artwork for this is, is that amazing. Legal? It's
5: good. Yeah. It's illegal.
2: Well, it's legal. No, he's from Spain. <laughs> See, that's the other thing. I was just in Spain. There was like, you always get us mixed up with the Mexicans. We're not the same. <laughs> no, you know? Yeah, we'll no. And it's true. Out. No. Spain. And Mexicans like, pack oh,
1: this. It, it, exactly. That's Mexican.
2: D- d- I went in Spain. I was like, where's the Taco Bells? And I'm like, dude, that's Mexico.
1: Oh, you know? So I, now I know. You <laughs> d- oh, up your ass. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, um, okay. So. So, the comic's out. The comic's you had, out. Uh, you wrote it. So, it's had straight a blast. from the source. Genuine sheet fucking. It's like
2: Tales from the Crypt meets Two-Fisted Tales.
1: Oh, that's good. Oh, uh, is there two-fisting in it? Two-fisted. No, oh, that's in the next okay. uh, second issue. Okay. Oh, so you got that to look forward to Geekscapist. Um... <laughs> So video games, we talked about Doom. We talked about how you guys need to come and take me on in Doom uh, on Xbox Live. Uh, also, we had uh, – th- these kids have been playing Guitar Hero. What other kind of uh, video games are you guys into? Are you, are you into, into like this, Guitar Hero, Guitar Hero
2: is, like, no, if that's, happened, that's my thing just because, like, you know, I mean – rock and
1: roll music. Are you playing this third one, Guitar Hero I 3? I haven't played it yet. Have you played any of the
5: other ones? Yes, I did. What's your favorite song? Let me, let me,
1: uh, What's your favorite song? I love it. You, you want to get in here? Get Gilmore, give him a little shoulder around the side, up in this. What's your favorite song? No, no, come, come over here. I'm Literally, not very,
2: no, no, we can't do it. We why are you going,
1: going under the table? table? Uh, Jeez,
2: this is like a scene from Shampoo at Lee Oh, I got, got a moan chi growing right, out of my right, freaking pants. Right. Excuse me. Doesn't he look like Paul Simon. It's Paul Simon <laughs> here. <I like> that. <laughs> so you know, uh so Brian, you want to Julio throw down, down with... by the old school yachts. So um, um, yeah, so hi, um so you? you've been playing guitar
5: hero. Not very well.
2: Not very well. I'm not fun. I'm not very coordinated. What level are you
5: on? I mean uh, what, you know, do d- you play on expert, medium, medium medium. medium. I'm sure cool. you're expert. That's fine. No, I, it's disgusting. My, my roommate and I we used to play guitar. We each played guitar in a band together throughout high school. So every guitar hero, we make we make it kind of like a little ritual to just kind of play for the whole week. We don't wow. do anything that week. I mean, you know, we go to work, we go to school, whatever. But we come home. That's what it's all about.
1: To you, it's a ritual. To my listeners, it's their lives.
5: Exactly.
2: <laughs> It's it, I could it, I mean to get to it's like you feel like you're a rock so now this new one where they're gonna have the whole band where you uh, band. can you, rock, rock oh my god yeah. and now the bands themselves are getting involved I just read this amazing article in Rolling Stone. Did you hear about the bonus well, track well, on oh, Guitar?
1: Uh, guitar,
5: guitar. Rock band has a bonus track which, which for is Our Hero Three. The Sex Pistols got together and then they re-recorded Anarchy in the UK. Oh
2: my god! Before that. Well, they just did Slash. They actually had like the the the, that, right. the what's that kind of suit called? The motion capture. Motion, motion capture Yeah, the motion but there's cast. a name. For. Oh, yeah. oh yeah,
5: well motion capture.
2: Yes. Yeah. Right. And, yeah, and, the and balls, on how, the how amazing yeah, is yeah, that? Yeah,
5: yeah. Flash did that and Tom Morello also did that and, from Rage against the machine wow, and yeah. all the original music for guitar
0: Hero 3 as
2: well. Yes, yeah. and yeah. I heard that now they're going to be doing entor- entire albums like the entire Who's Next album, the entire album and how great is it going to be yeah, when Everybody will be, but this is saving the music industry. Yeah. And what's really cool about it is, for a long time, people were saying guitar-driven rock was dead. Huh. This game has single-handedly brought back guitar-driven rock and roll. Kids are once again, you know, songs they never would have heard of, bands wow. they
1: ne- you know who they need to bring it's into awesome. this game? Ingwe Mouskey. Yes. yes, he's the motherfucking Great. man. You know
5: what? You know who they I know. also always
1: snub? You can have your Slash and your Tom Morello all you want, but Ingwe But You know who you they also always
5: snub? Fucking, uh, fucking Angus from, from ACDC you know you're right yeah you oh my yet. god He's,
1: yeah. that's
2: right that's that's an well maybe they just haven't cut the deal yet that's exactly what about your boy
1: jo- Joe Satriani <laughs> my boy why
2: is he
1: Jersey? my boy what's up jo- no no, what's no up oh, oh,
2: Richie Richie Zambora Richie Zambora uh, uh, Richie Zambora oh, oh, yeah, Richie Zambora sure. oh, yeah, oh, yeah,
1: yeah, what about your boy wow. Richie Zambora or
2: Bruce Springsteen they should have him on there that would be cool you know
5: don't they have Springsteen song on no not yet not yet they're not looking to blow their load all on no. Well, well this need to
2: be But no stalker. but the bottom no you're wrong the bottom <laughs> line is all, this is taken off. I mean this is exactly. like honestly in Rolling Stone they're like they are now they're you know the value of licensing the actual tracks right. and and taking them apart and and you know, getting the original musicians involved and it's become I mean like I read an interview with a guy from a flock of seagulls I ran as one of the most topu- popular guitar hero songs this guy was like a shoe wow. like, he was like a shoe salesman in Florida and suddenly he said in the last two years he has made more money from guitar hero than he did during the 80's with wow. the song wow oh, that's oh, incredible that's awesome. and, and
1: plus like his wow. girlfriend used to look like yeah but, but <laughs> when, 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 when Laura graduated high school in 88 she definitely looked like flock of seagulls um, <laughs> but as a
5: review of this game um this game is actually it's a lot harder than the other two like it, seriously like I've heard a lot of people on the forum saying this is maybe not as fun as the other two because it's so fucking hard you know like, what I gotta say I, step
1: it up you want to hard play bio Billy on the original NES you can't save <laughs> it's hard it's really hard you try and yeah. stab guy with a knife he kills you I kind of like this you
5: know why because you know what get the sand out of uh, your vagina and Video games are supposed to be a challenge. Exactly. Sorry you can't save
1: every two seconds, buddy.
5: Exactly. It's not like Halo where it's just like, oh, I need to go to the bathroom. It's like, no. You keep a fucking like bottle right there, so you can beat this fucking game. Battletoad style. Exactly. I yeah. was just be- You want? Toad you want? To, you want to know something interesting? I think we got
1: to th- wait, wait, wait. When you do the hard ass game, it's called Battletoad yeah, style. Battle we Not Toad fuck style. around. The we interesting got 10 thing is, like, you would think, okay, like, like you know,
2: slack. Like, I've talked to musicians, uh, and 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 they said that just because you could play guitar, it
1: doesn't mean you're good
2: at guitar. It's harder. Know. It's totally yeah. different. And we just play because
1: guitar, the My Chemical Romance great. guitar tech is better than the guitarist in the band, on yes. you know, it's it's a yes. rhythm thing. I think.
2: It's, it's it has it, and just and it's funny just because you can play that doesn't mean you could play guitar and At even all. now the drum one they're having a drum one
1: wow. that's
5: coming out oh, right, right, right. So rock that's, bands that's part of a uh, rock band yeah as well. now are, are they going
1: to do like a business structure where it's like iTunes and you download songs and pay for the songs that's I what's mean, coming next that would be
2: huge yeah. that, that's like, that's ABC? the next thing that would be huge that's I mean because let's face it you know. People just don't buy CDs anymore. Let's let's right. be honest. And yeah. and right. the music industry, you know, that you go to Best Buy and the record sh- the aisles are empty. So this article was saying that you know, ringtones, downloads, and now guitar Hero is how
1: bands are going to be making their money. You, have you been playing some of this? No, I have. This is where are you named after Vincent is Price. Is all new It's
2: Vincent Van Gogh. Oh,
1: you're named after Vincent Van Gogh. Now heard look heard at you. you. You're I an, an artist. Um, but yeah, guitar it's, it's so much fun. It's amazing. an
2: education you, right, you, right now. You really feel. Game. It's like you feel like. I've heard of the you old one. You get lost in it. and You feel not. like you're in a band. Like if you ever, you know, the you no one
1: problem is when you're playing this band, you do not have girls' panties thrown at you. <laughs> I, I think if they can integrate that into the game, have some, maybe some, some, some groupies. <laughs> I think that's next. We have backup dancers now. I, th- I, I think that's next. Yeah. If you can get groupies, if you can get groupies, Guitar Hero
2: groupies. Why not?
5: And so the well, game what
3: is, is the option of the game? Is it something where you're you're, oh, you're you're supposed
5: to beat the songs? Have you ever played? I mean, I guess it's, it's like, Dance, changes, Dance, like
1: Dance Dance Revolution. Oh, okay. It's like gotcha.
5: it's
2: like you yeah. you have what looks like a guitar, okay, and a song like you know uh, rock and roll, Detroit Rock City comes yeah, up, okay, and. There's a color code. The notes and are the, the note the comes screen. up and a certain color. So you have to press the color on the guitar. Oh, and if okay. you do, it sounds just like the actual song. And I if know, it doesn't, it. it sounds like shit. And you get points for matching it. And there's levels of you know you can do it really slow. You do it and there's levels. So of, you co- it comes with an, an instrument. It come it's com- look it looks like a guitar, but it's got like little black little colored. Buttons that you so know, you're hit. you're
3: basically learning how to play guitar,
2: oh,
5: rhythm. Yeah, you're no, learning. you're learning. You're learning how to play that plastic. Let me instrument. tell you,
1: Vincent. Like, I, I tried playing it once. I was I so bad at it. I just said, you know what? I'm waiting for Piccolo. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <but I> play, <laughs> when, piccolo Hero. When Piccolo Hero comes out, or maybe Pan flute Hero. <laughs> Then you're gonna see me on a rooftop. That would be that awesome. A little pamphlet.
2: Fiddle hero. Fiddle hero. But you
1: think doing this game and being this repetitive with this is not. I helping can't get you in into it. I'm like you. I like to shoot. No. Just to
5: well, you game. know
2: what it is. You know, no, no you know what it is, okay. and this is what really is cool. What, especially the Rock Band one. What it is doing is, it's really making you aware of the song structure, the different. You know the bass, oh, okay. the guitar, That's the drum. Right. It's the people are getting get right. a real appreciation of yeah, of
5: song. Right? Yes. Yes. But the thing is that sometimes they fuck with it. They they yes. make you, they make you play the keyboard part on the guitar. Exactly. Like but in but Iran. Same, yeah, but yeah. but at the same time they're <laughs> like um, they're they're going up. But a good example of how hard this shit gets. Buckethead. There's a Buckethead song yeah. on the second oh, one. Oh, God. It's unfucking playable. We had it. We had, it's just. <laughs> we had a
1: guest talking about how unplayable it is. And then somebody after that episode posted online, yeah. somebody getting like a yeah. 90, 92 percentile yeah, on it. No, but, and, but and, he, and the best thing about the video of the kid doing it was the look of concentration on his face. No, and then he was not fucking around. He looks, away, at, he looks around. away from the TV. Oh, no, he, he looks, looks
5: away from the, the Harry, TV, looks so at the guy who's like he's beating, and, it's just, and that's how he wins. At the guy is a little kid named Sanchez. Wow. So no,
1: the, well, the, I'm the looking at the YouTube why? video. The YouTube video. Oh, that's it wild. looks away from the TV and just looks at the camera.
2: Um, <laughs> this is a total phenomenon. I mean, if you go into Best Buy, they have you know on display there. Right. And there are just so kids, the there are kids. There are always people there. And they're not buying Nuts. CDs, they're playing Guitar Hero. It's wow. a phenomenon. It's, it's fun, though.
1: But Vincent, totally. if you want, we, we, you and I can play our yeah,
2: old school Yeah, we should film it. Okay. And then there's going to do one with the Stewart. vocals. So um, it's going to be really cool.
5: And to wrap this up, I'm down
2: to old school. To
5: wrap this up, Guitar Hero 3, a lot harder but it's got the best songs out of any guitar hero and, and it's the the original, tracks. The original tracks original the tracks they're first not like time, right? did you play guitar hero 2 remember yeah. the the rage against the machine cover in guitar hero to, it was like Killing in the name of It was the worst thing I Worse than karaoke It was just so bad It was worse than hearing you yeah. bad You know, you know what we should do You know what we should do You know what's really we sad we, 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 You know, you what know you what's know? really should...
2: sad You ever wonder who does those It's probably like like Some back some, Or, or, or the guy who used to be in docking. You know <laughs> <Something like that.
1: laughs> Uh, you know, they live in Arizona They're Aaron Carter there. thanks buddy <laughs> so um, we got we got we got some minutes left um, you gonna show some what clips we of do, Driftwood what we, if you send them to me we will show some clips of Driftwood there you go it's your own so thank you Oh, I gotta, I gotta capture it that's for you uh, I will fight you um, I, I'm into this I'm gonna All definitely right. watch this I'm a big fan of Mr. DDP oh he's great and uh, nice. dude just the horror movies This is, this is great
4: David, David, you must realize things have changed. You may not think for the better, but they have.
6: You can't put me in jail without arresting you. You me. Welcome to
3: See how well you do in the home.
8: Oh, it's like death surrounds me.
3: I was a kid who died. a minor under the age eighteen who are now in my custom
0: Welcome to my world.
5: You see
6: what you made us do.
1: Oh um, thank you. So the movie's called Driftwood? The comic book's called 2001 Maniacs. It's a prequel to the movie you guys are already fans of. Uh, this is Vincent This is Vincent,
3: signing off. This Great is, to uh, have you guys Vince here.
1: Sullivan. Great um, meeting you guys. A little bit of Geekscape work. We've got the uh, merch store <laughs> um, <so>. oh, <laughs> no, you guys get. Why don't you break the studio? Jesus. Ben just broke the chair. Oh, my God. Ben he broke, broke the chair. chair. Well, it's,
2: it's better that than the wings from Dogma singing. or the uh, shit monster. <laughs> So, so. first I thought he broke Ellen Burstein's head cast. So, okay. He broke the chair. Wow. Well, he broke the chair.
4: Holy
1: shit. Ben. Ben. Motherfucker. Ben. So we got that. <laughs> we'll we'll get, get the bill. We've got Geekscape merchandise at geekscape.net. <laughs> oh, God. We have... This uh, is steel. We have no. the forums at geekscape.net slash forums. <laughs> Look at the guy. <laughs> uh, next weekend, guys, we have the picnic this upcoming nice. weekend. A Geekscape picnic? Yeah, It's going to be Griffith
5: Park. You can absolutely come. Griffith Park. That's great. It's in Griffith
1: Park nearby. We're going to have a picnic Saturday. Uh,
5: Saturday. What time? Give us a time. Uh,
1: I'm thinking. Well, aren't there, like, aren't aren't one there o'clock? like perverts in Griffith one. Park. Uh, one o'clock. Gilmore's thinking no, one o'clock. After the picnic, we're gonna go over to Mister Dunn's house and have a gauntlet where we're gonna watch some of the worst movies that I can assemble. Oh, You're good. gonna <laughs> enjoy that. The God all-nighter Howard movies. I'm gonna and, fix my chair. Uh, we're gonna fix the chair. <laughs> And, um, of course, guys, you can, you can find us on MySpace, myspace.com slash GeekscapeNet. And on Facebook, we have a Facebook group. Just search for Geekscape. Be our friend. Play vote us on votes, video games. for the Geekscape. You could course, also go... Vote yeah, for the Geekscape Awards. Vote for the geekscape. Mailing out favorite what? Through uh, the, the different categories are on Geekscape.net's forums. And there's just a, a ton. This community is what almost a year old. So? We're kicking ass. Email all your votes to geekscape at yahoo.com.
2: All right. And if you great. you want to check out, you know what I'm up to, you can go to WWW oh, turn that off. VJ, please. Jesus Christ. I guess he's getting sent well, so back to Tijuana, go? huh? VJ. Yeah. Uh, VJ. Anyway. <laughs> <Wow. Okay. laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry. That's it. Whose relative so, did he no. <laughs> the? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no no don't leave BJ don't leave I'm just kidding I love you where can we send the uh, no, hate no, mail if you the want hate, you, mail, you, can the hate to... mail
2: can be sent to www.myspace.com forward slash new rebellion and you can learn about driftwood and maniacs and all that stuff
3: please I need a new chair so send yes. that to uh, Vincent
1: Guestini
2: so if you guys are interested in buying uh, a new chair <laughs> 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 make sure get in contact with us make sure uh, you vote uh,
5: for these guys for best guest hosts oh, oh, you guys, are, you guys you. are kicking ass oh, thank you but well, well, we had fun we'll, it is an award we'll see you guys next week at the picnic
2: Picnic, picnic. I that.
5: I, I mean, that's so, so. I have never felt funny. like a fucking fat ass before. <laughs> <missing laughs> this is so fucking funny. Look at no, no, no. Look yeah. how it's broken too. Like that's. It's not a like that's yeah. that's, 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 that's that's hinge. Like, it that's That's not yeah. like. I don't That's not like.